With me now is former federal prosecutor Michael Zeldin. He's also the host of uh, That Said with Michael Zeldin podcast. Michael, great to see you. So uh, why is the former president's testimony so important when he has already testified previously in depositions? Well, so in the depositions, he mostly took the Fifth Amendment and avoided direct answers to direct questions. So here he's on trial, his company is on trial for fraud, and he is the key to establishing that there wasn't fraud in the company. He is the one who was in charge of this organization, and he can directly refute the allegations of the Attorney General Letitia James. If he chooses to do that, it'll be an interesting day in court. I don't expect that he'll do that because I don't think he has a very viable defense in this case, but that's why he's so critical. He is the main defendant. His children are ancillary to the main proposition, which is did he, as the head of this organization, engage in a pattern of fraud against insurance companies, against tax services, and about against the people of New York? So the main issue here is whether the Trump organization over, you know, inflated um, its, its assets in fraudulent financial statements. Uh, but both Don Jr. and Eric testified this week that while they signed financial documents, they had no reason to question them because the financial statements were prepared by the company's accountants. In other words, they put it on someone else. Um, the, the judge has already found that they are guilty of inflating. Now the issue is by how much or what the penalty would be, correct? Yep, exactly. So there are a couple of things going on in this trial, a couple of streams. One is the judge, as you say, Fred, has found in a summary judgment motion that they engage in a pattern of fraudulent activity. And so now the judge is determining, in respect of that, what amount of damages. In addition, though, there are other counts that haven't been resolved by summary judgment that include fraud and the Prosecutors are trying to establish that as well. So there's damages plus liability in other parts of the case. And the prosecutors are going to go after Donald Trump to say, what did you know about this? And what was your involvement in this? He may take the Fifth Amendment. He did that in the deposition. He might decide that the judge has already ruled, you know, that he has engaged in fraud. So what's the point of testifying if it's a lost cause? So I'll just take the Fifth and preserve my options, you know, for mm. appeal. Okay, so the, the fraud um, extension, the knowingly and intentionally uh, then inflated uh, uh, those those assets. So Ivanka Trump, I mean, she is uh, not a co-defendant, but she is expected to testify. What will be the questions to her? Well, she was an executive in the Trump organization. She famously was the person who ran point on the establishment of the Trump Hotel at the old post office building here in Washington, D.C., which was really one of the landmark properties for the Trump Organization, especially here in Washington. This is where all the diplomats and everybody came and stayed during the Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. She was intimately involved in that. And so they're going to want to know about that whole process and the valuations that went into it. And so she is not really a secondary player here. She was a key player, perhaps as important as the two sons. Mm -hmm. Okay, that she she stepped away from the business when she decided to take the job in the White House to work with her dad, but then she's being called um, with her experiences having been an executive, a lead in the organization, so that she was a public servant doesn't, I guess, you know, recuse her from the importance here. Exactly right, because 
during the time that this fraud was in, occurring, she worked for the Trump organization. And so they want to know about that aspect of her work that bears on the question of valuation, fraud, and the amount of damages that attend to it. Mm. All right. Michael Zeldin, good to see you. Thanks so much. Joining me now from Los Angeles is Jessica Levinson, a professor of law at Loyola Law School and host of the podcast Passing Judgment. Good to have you with us. Good to be back. So court resumes in the coming hours with former President Donald Trump expected to take the stand the first time he will have testified under oath in any of his legal battles. What can we expect to come out of this historic moment uh, during his New York civil fraud trial? Well, legally, what we're really looking at is whether or not he can say, not it. I was not the one to prepare these financial statements. I was not the one to direct anybody else to inflate property values, because we know that the judge in this case has already found that there was fraud, that it was committed by Trump and the Trump organization. And so the question legally for his testimony is the other six counts of liability that are still on the table and the potential remedy in this case and how closely um, the judge will draw a line between actions that Trump took and those financial statements that he's already found to be fraudulent. Now, of course, what we're also looking at is to see how he answers the questions, whether or not he becomes agitated, and of course, key is whether or not he makes admissions that hurt him, because we've seen him do that in other cases like the E. Jean Carroll case. And of course, uh, Donald Trump's sons, uh, Don Jr. and Eric, testified last week. His daughter Ivanka is expected to be called on Wednesday. How critical will the testimonies of the former president's children likely be in the end, do you think? So it's all important. Ivanka Trump, we know, is not a defendant in this case because a judge ruled that the claims against her were too old and therefore barred by the statute of limitations. When it comes to his adult sons, Don Jr. already said, you know what, I relied on lawyers, I relied on accountants, I wasn't intimately involved in the financial statements. We'll see if the judge thinks that's credible. Of course, there's no jury here. This is a bench trial. And then we will see whether or not Eric says the same thing, which is essentially, you know what, I wasn't the one who was intensely involved in listing these valuations. I defer to other people. So how significant is this civil fraud trial compared to all Trump's other legal woes? And how do you think this and the other cases that he faces will likely play out for him? Well, he obviously thinks this case is significant. He's attended about seven days of trial. And I think that's because this goes to such a big part of his persona, which is a successful businessman. And if, in fact, a judge finds no, the emperor has no clothes, essentially that he's just inflated his values, the property values, to the tune of almost, I believe, $3.6 billion at times, that he engaged in insurance fraud, that he engaged in banking fraud, that he cannot do business in New York anymore, that would really cut against the Trump brand. Now, having said that, the other cases are criminal cases. So we're not talking about having to pay money or being barred from doing business in New York. What we're talking about is potentially being incarcerated. So just by virtue of the fact that the Georgia state case and the two federal cases, the election interference case and the Mar-a-Lago case are all criminal cases and potentially carry with them the possibility of incarceration, those are more serious. 
How likely, though, do you think in the end is it that uh, a former president of the United States would end up going to prison? You know, I have to be honest that it's hard for me to imagine both options, given the charges against him and given the evidence that we already know that's in the public record. It's hard to imagine that any person would not face some repercussions, and I mean criminal repercussions. By the same token, it's hard to imagine the former president of the United States, the current Republican nominee, sitting in a federal prison. And so both are difficult. I know that's a non-answer, but that's why this is so unprecedented. And eventually, of course, we'll all find out. Jessica Levinson, many thanks for joining us. Appreciate your analysis.